What is up my Sunlight Samurais by Andrew Knotts, my Alpha Energy Males. In this video, we're going to talk about fasting and testosterone. When you do fasting, whether it be long-term or short-term, can this help to increase your testosterone? How about increasing your testosterone by 2000% by only fasting 24 hours, right? Wouldn't that be fantastic? You just have to fast 24 hours to get this massive spike in testosterone, growth hormone, become a giga chad. Let's dive in. All right, so this is the article, right? So just as a preface, so Derek from More Passport Dates did a video on this a while ago about a Dr. Mindy Pels, the miracle doctor, that on multiple interviews said that, you know, a 24-hour fast can increase your testosterone by 2,000%. So a 15-hour fast can increase your testosterone by 1,300, 24 hours, 2,000%, right? So I thought it would be a good idea just to like elaborate some more on the research and exactly what the science of found and give you some illustrations and graphs to go with it, right? So here are a few studies. The first one is an acute study. So it means they only tasted like one fast, right? So the acute fast, uh, acute effects of fasting on testosterone, study one is a 56 hour fast. And what happened after 56 hours is that the serum testosterone fell from 870 to 570. So dropped LH dropped from about seven to five. And then estradiol and FSH remained unaffected. So this means that as testosterone dropped, estrogen remained the same. So you get this unfavorable change in the testosterone to estrogen ratio, which is not good. And then what they found really interesting was when they gave men during this fast um, small doses of uh, glucose in, in regular intervals during this fast to maintain their blood glucose, they didn't experience a fall in testosterone or LH. So if you look at the study, you can see the LH dropped, you can see their testosterone dropped, and you can see the testosterone drop correlated with their glucose. And so as glucose dropped, testosterone dropped. So if you can maintain your glucose at a stable level, regardless of what you're doing, it could be exercise, intermittent fasting, whatnot, you will you might be able to help to prevent the drop in testosterone. At least this is what the study found. So under whatever condition it might be, you're fasting, stressing um, overnight, you know, if you wear a continuous glucose monitor, you will more accurately see what's happening to your glucose levels. And if it drops too low, this can be a cause for low testosterone. Well, so study two was a 48 hour fast. Two days of fasting reduced testosterone from about 400 to, um, you know, 315. So there was a drop after uh, 48 hours. Another study was a 10 day fast. So this one was much longer. And interestingly enough, the drop in testosterone wasn't too atrocious. It was roughly 150 to 300 nanogram per deciliter drop after 10 days of fast. And you would maybe think it would be more. And then they had the men refeed for four days after stopping the fast and then retested the testosterone. Also, when they did the refast, the calorie intake was only 1,500. So it wasn't like they mega overconsumed calories, like 3,000, 4,000 calories. They literally only ate 1,500 calories. And they got this massive spike in testosterone. So you can see in this graph, this is when they just all started. This is day six and day 10. And then after day 10, you can see the refeed here up to day, uh, you know, 14, 18, whatnot. So you can see like a massive jump in testosterone. So this one guy, uh, you know, he was high. It said roughly it was almost 1,050, went down to about 800, and then it spiked to over 1,200. So most of these guys had a slight spike higher than baseline, and um, but not everyone. So you can see like these guys basically just regained what they had before. This guy didn't even regain what he had before. 
There's one guy, this outlier, he started just over 400. And during the fast, his testosterone increased to a little bit over 600. So this one guy had an increase in testosterone during the fast. And then at the refeed, it kind of like remained the same. So it didn't even go higher. And so everyone is a little bit different when it comes to fasting, like how healthy are you? Do you have inflammation? Do you have gut inflammation? Do you do you have an autoimmune condition? So when you eliminate irritating foods, gut irritating foods, gluten, something that you might be sensitive to, inflammation is going down, insulin sensitivity might be improving to an extent, and then you can get these benefits because inflammation is going down. But this is not in everyone the case. So and this also, this one guy, he went from 800 to just below 600 and then spiked up to about 1,600 nanograms per deciliter. So he got this massive spike. But again, he was more of an outlier. Not everyone got this massive spike. So you can't just extrapolate to everyone and say, hey, by doing intermittent fasting or fasting in general, you will get this massive spike in testosterone afterwards. This was one, this wasn't found for everyone, right? All right, so what about androgen sensitivity? This study found that short-term fasting increased the GnRH, elicited LH response by 67%, and the corresponding testosterone response by 180%. So it and that basically confirms the sensitivity aspect, right? So you get this enhanced sensitivity, and then bam, you get this massive spike when you eat again. So it was like more so. And then, but basically you're having this trade-off. So during the fast, you get a trade-off between testosterone and signaling sensitivity. Lower T, uh, but you get greater sensitivity. And then when you refeed, you possibly get this testosterone production overshoot. But will this enhance muscle growth? Probably not. There was a study by Morrow et al. where they did 16-hour fasting and an eight-hour feeding window. And both groups gained the same amount of muscle. The intermittent fasting group wasn't better. There was multiple other intermittent fasting studies with 16-8 or uh, alternative day fasting or, you know, 5-2 kind of fasting. And none of the fasting groups ever had more muscle growth than the guys that didn't do the intermittent fasting or the fasting protocol. So what about longer term fasting studies? Like if you do it for, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe up to here. So study one, there was a 2022 study utilizing the 16-8 and uh, they did intermittent fasting for like four weeks and intermittent fasting didn't lower testosterone. So the average stayed around, you know, 580. And then here study two was a 12 month study, so up to a year, published in 2021. They also did the 16-8 fasting and testosterone dropped from 560 basically down to 420. So it's 140 nanogram per deciliter drop. And uh, so it might be the intermittent fasting, or it could simply be because the time-restricted eating group ate fewer calories. When they started, it was 2,760, and it dropped down to 2,580. So it's roughly a little bit less than 200 calorie, I guess, deficit, what you can call it, whereas the non-fasting group ate roughly 2,900 calories. And we know that the leaner you get and you're in a deficit, this, uh, based on the energy availability, this can start to lower your testosterone. So you want to have enough energy available to create testosterone. So this is very common with athletes when they train for multiple hours every day that they can get a drop in testosterone because of this energy availability. They don't necessarily always experience hypogonadal symptoms with a low T. It's like a compensation. They don't have the additional energy available to create testosterone. Right. So here you can see in this graph how their testosterone over 12 months dropped. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to do something that might potentially drop my testosterone, especially if you're going to do it long term than this. And what would happen like after 12 months? How about 24 months, you know, 36 months? Uh, would it keep on dropping? How low would it go? Would it ever come back? I don't know, you know. So I would rather not do something that might potentially have that side effect. 
And I'm fasting on free testosterone. So the, there was two studies or a study looking at both AM and PM fasting. So whether you fasted in the morning versus you fasted in the evening, it didn't matter. So free testosterone goes down. And one of the, my, the speculation is um, when you fast, your insulin goes down. And insulin is one of the most potent uh, inhibitors, suppressors of sex and binding globulin. So when you fast, insulin goes down, sex and binding globulin goes up. You eat, um, insulin goes up, sex and binding globulin goes down. So it's always this seesaw effect. What usually happens is that it's not necessarily the seesaw effect because the sex and binding globulin has a longer half-life. So you might be fasting, going up and down with your insulin, but it's what you do most of the time. So if you fast 16 hours and eight and eat only eight hours, most of the time you're fasting, right? You're in a lower insulin state. And this can eventually lead to, um, you know, the average on all insulin being lower on average, sex on body globulin being higher on average, free testosterone goes down. And this is what I very commonly see with people that do ketogenic diets, carnivore diets, is they end up with high testosterone, 700, 800, 900, 1,000, even over 1,000 nanograms per deciliter in their total testosterone. But their sex on binding globulin is also very high, and they oftentimes have low motivation and drive to have low libido. They can like have hypogonadal symptoms despite having very high levels of testosterone. And it's very often correlated to they were doing intermittent fasting, they were doing ketogenic diets or carnivore, and they came off. And also, you will see very often people going on carnivore, um, they might have normal sex and binding globulin around 40 or something like that. And then they go on carnivore and their sex and binding globulin keeps on creeping up. And over the year, they're maybe at 50, 60, 70, and just, just making it worse. So yeah, fasting doesn't help with free testosterone. Um, if you're healthy, let's say that. Like in unhealthy cases, when you're losing fat and you're improving your insulin sensitivity, lowering inflammation, things might improve. But the longer you do this, if you're already healthy, it might go in a negative direction. All right, so in terms of DHT, so fasting on DHT is that fasting most likely lowers DHT because again of lower insulin, lower NADPH, inadequate vitamin mineral consumption. So let's focus on the two big ones, the insulin. So again, when you fast, your insulin goes down. When you don't eat carbohydrates, your NADPH goes down. So with glycolysis, it's this pathway that breaks down glucose all the way into pyruvate, right? And then in this pathway, you have the pentose, fast, uh, pentose phosphate pathway, PPP. And that pathway creates NADPH. And then the NADPH can be used for a variety of different things, such as creating DHT, um, you know, recycling glutathione, those kind of stuff. And uh, so this study I found that a higher carb diet increases DHT more than a lower carb diet. So carbs can play a role in how much DHT you create. It's obviously probably like a limit. So the more is not necessarily better, but you want to have a certain minimum amount of carbohydrates, or at least if you're fasting, you know, during that fasting period, you're not having carbohydrates. Your blood sugar is mostly dropping a little bit. And this can kind of create the same thing. It's like, what do you do for the most part of the day? So for 16 hours of the day or more, you're fasting, you're in a low carb state, you're in a low insulin state. And this could start to lower DHT. And we need DHT for sexual function. And uh, it has a lot of cognitive benefits, anti-anxiety, mood uplifting, and as I mentioned, sexual benefits. So we need DHT to feel good as men. Right? So carb intake, high carb intake, low carb intake, or more like ketogenic diets. All right. Um, then next, fasting. What about uh, growth hormone? Right? So growth hormone might be really important because as we fast, you can see like you can get really big spikes in your growth hormone. And um, one of the speculations that Derek made was that the woman might have misspoke and that instead of testosterone, she meant growth hormone, right? That growth hormone spiked by 2,000 to three, uh, you know, 2,000%. 
But even if you look at the study, this was the five-day study in the growth hormone spike. So um, let me see, where was that? So a normal day was about six nanograms per milliliter and the fasting day was 13 and the fifth fasting day was 12. So it was like, you know, about a double, a double increase in growth hormone release. Then a second study found that uh, growth hormone increased fivefold in a 24-hour period, right? So it's it's nowhere close to this 2,000% increase uh, that the woman was spoken about. So even if you misspoke and she meant growth hormone, not even growth hormone is spiking that ferociously when you do fasting. And also it's not that you want the growth hormone is that you want to IGF-1 and fasting lowers IGF-1. You can't be anabolic in a catabolic state. So you can see IGF-1 here, and this was a three-day fast. Boom, boom, boom. It's going lower every day that you're fasting. IGF-1 is going lower. Free fatty acids is going up. Your glucose is going down. Insulin is going down. IGF-1 is going down. And the IGF-1 is what's responsible for the anabolism, uh, also mood benefits, brain benefits, libido aspects. So yeah, you don't want IGF-1 to be going too low. Obviously, you don't want like excessively high levels of IGF-1. You want a healthy amount of IGF-1. But it was going down. So it's not, these guys weren't reaping the anabolic benefits of growth hormone because IGF-1 was going down. All right, so in terms of muscle growth, right? So when you look at actual studies on intermittent fasting or fasting, fasting and intermittent fasting studies never outperform non-fasting or non-intermittent fasting. So regardless of whatever sensitivity you're getting, whatever spikes in growth hormone you're getting, you know, like, or you're getting this super compensation effect and, and, you know, those kind of stuff that people talk about, this does not translate to better muscle growth, better results long-term. So what you generally might see is that intermittent fasting in some studies correlate to better fat loss, not all of studies, but some of them better fat loss, but never better muscle growth, never better anything else. So even if you get that sensitivity, that excess of spikes, it doesn't help. That's the point. All right, guys. So I hope this was helpful. If you want to do intermittent fasting, just be aware of the potential downsides that it could, you know, potentially lower your free testosterone and contribute to hypogonadal symptoms because of the fasting, lowering your insulin, lowering your glucose. So if you're very unhealthy, maybe you're overweight, you're insulin resistant, you have lots of inflammation, intermittent fasting could maybe be a tool that you can use in the short term. But I don't think that's necessary. It's not a necessary step to getting to your goals. You can simply just fix the diet and fix the lifestyle and get to your goals. I've done this many times with clients. You don't need to do... Uh, I always... It's, uh, it bothers me so much when people start to focus on the small things, the biohacking. You know, Should I be sleeping flat? Should I be sleeping inclined? Should it be How many steps should I be taking a day? It's like, are you focusing on the basics? Are you eating the right foods? You know, are you living the right lifestyle things? Are you getting sunlight? Are you sleeping? And are you being active? You know, they're very simple things. Do you have the foundation in check? And very often people will say, no, I don't. So then don't focus on anything else. Get the foundation in check. And then maybe you can try some biohacking stuff. But get the foundation in check. All right, that will have the best effect on your testosterone. All right, I hope this video was helpful. And I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.